This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 17th, 2013. Building a connection, committing to God. What has the capital campaign meant to, uh, to us? And, and although I would like for it to be uh, a, a short, uh, very compact, uh, single word, it's been uh, far from that. Um, I guess it'd be more of a uh, kind of a Baskin Robbins uh, 31 uh, emotions of a capital campaign uh, the past couple of months. Um, once once our team got together, um, it was uh, it was amazing. The children's team, um, very creative, very um, very passionate, intelligent, talented, um, and, and to be honest, it was uh, it was a ton of fun, and it's been a ton of fun uh, working with that group. I guess with that kind of being on the inside and um, uh, I guess in advance having uh, um, being energized about the church and about, about the uh, capital campaign um, I was um, kind of all in I was uh, involved I guess I on the other hand took uh, a little bit longer to get on board um, when Eric started it was like one more thing. We already had a very full plate. And um, so where Eric was going to these meetings, I had to pick up the slack. It was um, kind of frustrating in the beginning because Eric was all juiced up about this and I was still trying to grasp my concept of the NOW program. And it was like, well, I like connection as it is and I think it's great as it is. And and so Eric is kind of saying, this is great, this is awesome. And, uh, and I kind of dragged my feet a little bit until um, Eric came back from one of the meetings with Doug. Doug had, uh, had shared in, in that particular meeting uh, the story of a uh, young teacher that, uh, that didn't have a lot to give, but uh, had decided that um, through time and talent, she would sacrifice her time uh, do some additional tutoring and uh, the money that she made from that would be her gift to uh, uh, to her capital campaign. So um, I guess that's when it set in to me that that, that would be um, kind of our way to, uh, um, to give a gift. About that same time I was offered um, a job coaching swimming at Middletown High School. I come from a swimming family, I have a very strong history of swimming. Um, I had expressed to Eric many times wanting to go back but the opportunity just hadn't arrived. Um, so when the idea of time and talent was um, I guess discussed I got really excited because it would be my ability to give back to not only Middletown High School but to be able to give to the church in something that I am uh, I've got a talent in and so we had our plan and that's when the 31 flavors of emotions started kicking in because I guess as we thought we were going to be giving to the church and helping the church turns out we were going to need the church an awful lot for some of the uh, roadblocks we were going to and experience and continue to experience. You know the challenge at the beginning of the week uh, was that we were to, uh, to wrestle with each other and to, uh, to wrestle with God on a uh, on a gift that we were um, that we were to give, and um, the next thing we know, that uh, of course we're not wrestling with uh, understanding a gift that we're going to give, but uh, 
what happened was amazing. We were uh, we were showered with uh, with God's love and uh, and the love from the church family. All added up, it, it does come to uh, uh, to a pretty short and simple uh, description. And uh, from the beginning to the end um, of this campaign process, uh, we have felt blessed. Um, definitely feel blessed now. Um, and as far as as the future, um, that would be uh, um, kind of the wall behind us. The uh, the children's team of put this together this this is the future of Connection Community Church and it's uh, it's the kids um, it's the babies uh, um, that, that haven't uh, been born yet it's uh, the infants and the toddlers it's the uh, it's the kids that we uh, put in lockdown in the garage on Saturday on Sunday uh, and it's the junior and senior high kids um, that's that's our future and, uh, and that's Again, feeling blessed now, but uh, feeling like there's many blessings to come for uh, for those. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Alan Jones. Um, normally, my wife stand here. We preach together, but. She wisely chose to be ministered to this morning than to be minister. So glad you're here. <laughs> and, um, well, I'm a sinner who's been saved by God's grace in Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Most holy God, I thank you for it today. I thank you for calling us together. I pray that we would be open to your word. I pray that we would hear where... Uh, the direction you call us to go. I, I pray that we would just uh, listen. I thank you for your saving grace, your salvation that you offer through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for your mercy in Christ. In your Holy Spirit, we pray, and all those gathered said, Amen. So this morning we continue to, uh, to build a connection as we consider what it means to be committed to God. Committed, it reminds me of the story that took place in Farmer Brown's uh, barnyard, their little conversation between a chicken and a pig. And the chicken says to the pig, you know, I've been thinking we ought to open us a restaurant. And the pig says, uh, what kind of restaurant are you thinking of? He says, well, you know that one in Middletown, Breakfast and More? I'm thinking of something kind of along those lines, Breakfast and More. And the pig says, uh, well, what would uh, a breakfast, like what kind of breakfast? He said, well, I think our, our featured breakfast would be bacon and eggs. The pig says, bacon and eggs. And he's kind of hesitant. Chicken says, why are you so hesitant on that? Everybody loves bacon and eggs. He says, I know everybody loves bacon and eggs, but you got to realize with bacon and eggs, chicken, you're involved. <laughs> but as a pig, I'm committed. <laughs> I'm committed. Yeah, that's a huge difference, isn't it? Involved and committed, a huge difference. And you know, the thing is, God desires that we be more than just involved. God wants us to be all in, fully vested, completely committed. And, and this doesn't usually happen instantaneously. It's not usually a boom, we're in, 
fully committed kind of a thing. It usually is a process, and it's a process that takes time. In the church, we have this word we call conversion. We also have other words like born again and, you know, those kind of things where it talks about coming to this relationship, this personal relationship to Jesus Christ. But I think for a purpose today, conversion also involves commitment and this process of commitment because usually a conversion, we think of that conversion moment, but actually it's an ongoing piece-by-piece piece thing. It often isn't instantaneous all at one time. And, and so it involves this commitment. Oftentimes our first commitment to God and Christ is through our head, through our brain. We're logically able to connect with Jesus. You know, it makes sense. Okay, I get it. And then, and then that commitment moves down to our heart. And that's when we have this, wow, that's when you say, I really, you know, I'm, I've got this personal, personal heart relationship. Our real challenge is for that commitment to move down to our wallet. <laughs> that commitment is very challenging. But what happens is one by one, piece by piece, we come to realize who we are and what we have isn't ours, but it's God's, isn't it? It's God's. We come to realize that we are, the word is stewards, a steward of what God has given us. A steward is someone who is a caretaker, a caretaker. They take care of somebody else's stuff, but they treat it as though it's their own. They don't own the stuff. The stuff is like on loan. It's, they're a caretaker of it. So in reality, that's what we are for God. God hasn't given us this stuff. We say, oh, God gave it to you. No, God didn't. God entrusted it to you. We're entrusted with God's stuff. And we're not just talking God's stuff being money and possessions. It's, it's everything. It includes in the church here spiritual gifts. God entrusts us with gifts. If you're a believer, you're promised at least one, and God entrusts you with that to use it for his kingdom and his glory. It's our, our family. God entrusts us with our friends. All of our relationships, God entrusts us with. And God trusts us to use those things not selfishly, but, but for God and God's kingdom. Not to use them for ourselves, but to utilize them for God. That's a shift from use to utilize, from me to God. And that's not an easy shift to make, is it? Because we tend to be selfish and self-centered. If you've ever had a baby, and we've shared this before, <laughs> babies don't really care what, how they inconvenience you, do they? And if they're hungry, they're going to let you know. If they're wet, if they're even if it's 2 a.m. and you've gotten just 22 minutes of sleep. Can I get an amen, Devin? That's my daughter who has a young child there. <laughs> Yeah. They don't care. Actually, that's how we're kind of designed, because they got to somehow let you know they need, you know, so babies are selfish. And the trouble is, oftentimes, we, if we're not careful, we don't grow out of that, and we continue to be selfish and self-centered. That seems to be our natural state, our human nature, is, uh, uh, is to be self-centered. And, and as a result, what, what is in our possession then we think of as ours. And as such, then we think we can do with it as we choose. 
But as we get closer to God and we realize this process of conversion, there's also a, a conversion in our thinking in terms of economy. There's our economy and there's God's economy, the old economy, the new economy. In the old economy, in my economy, everything is mine. And as a result, I'm never satisfied with what I have. I always want more. Therefore, in my economy, it hurts to give because when I give it away, I no longer have it for the most important person in the world, and that would be me. When I give it away, I think about what I'm losing and what I will not be able to get or to have as a result any longer. In my economy, money and possessions become so important that I tend to actually overestimate their value, their true value. And as a result, this stuff can often become an act, actually an obstacle in my life, more of a burden than a blessing. My primary focus becomes that of a consumer, consumer. And if I'm not careful in that role of consumer, I allow my stuff to consume me. Now, in the new economy, in God's economy, I move from consumer to steward, what we were talking about before. I recognize that what I have, I really don't possess, but instead I get to care for it. It's been entrusted to me by God, and we, I care for it on God's behalf. And again, it's not just money and possessions, but everything that God has allowed me to take care of. For example, my children. My children. And um, uh, they're no longer mine, but they're God's. He, he has kind of loaned them to me and trusted them to me, but they're not really mine. And, and that's a real challenge when we come to that realization, isn't it? Because if they're not mine, that means they might be taken away, but they're not mine. And so I'm entrusted with them on God's behalf, and I'm to care for them as God would have them care for. I'm care for them from a kingdom perspective, not a me perspective. I'm to care for them like God would want them cared for. I'm to care for them as though I'm the hands and feet of the Lord when I'm dealing with those children because he's entrusted them and I'm a steward caring for his stuff, in this case his children. You know, the shift from my economy to God's economy involves the principle of enough. In my economy, I'm always afraid that I will not have enough. And as a result, I'm very conscious that when I give it away, I no longer have it. When I give something away, I have, I have moved that much closer to not having enough. Hmm. Enough for myself. It's an economy of subtraction. What I give to you subtracts from what I have for me, and that's a challenge because in this economy, the world revolves around the one and only, and it's all about me. So when I make the shift to the new economy, to God's economy, I move from a subtraction economy to a multiplication economy. God somehow 
And I don't know how this works. That's why I'm not God and God is. Somehow God multiplies what I give so that not only does the one I give it to have more, but I do as well. That doesn't work in your math class. That's, you talk about new math. That's really new math, you know? That's God's math, and I don't have to understand it. I just have to appreciate and enjoy it and bask in it. And so when I give, someone else is blessed, but I'm blessed as well. Wow. Reminds me of that old saying, you can't outgive God. You know, when you give, God gives even more, and the blessings flow. Amen? Amen. In his ministry, Jesus was constantly, he was desperately, desperately trying to help people to, to realize this new economy, this God's economy for themselves. Uh, one of the most well-known examples is a story maybe you're familiar with. It's a really well-known story. You find it in the 18th chapter of Luke, if you have your Bible with you, 18th chapter of Luke starts at verse 18. But we also find the same story in Mark and in Matthew. I mean, this is a story that just permeates the scriptures there. The story is this. A man runs up to Jesus, falls on his knees, and says to Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a fair question, don't you think? I mean, I'm sure most of us at one time or another have kind of wondered that before we realized the answer. What do I have to realize eternal life? And, and Jesus says, well, follow the commandments. And he gives them five examples. It's interesting, he chooses the five that deal with uh, human relationship, one with another, as opposed to me and God relation. Five examples, uh, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false witness, and honor your mother and father. Wow, this guy, it doesn't say, but it, he must have been wanting to do a back handspring here. Because he says, I've been following these since I was a kid. <laughs> He's rubbing his hand. This is great. I've got this thing licked. I've done exactly, and now my reward. I followed the rule, and I get my reward. What's it take to eternal life? I have it covered. You know, he's met the expectation, eternal life, here I come. But wait a minute, because Jesus isn't finished. You know, when you read enough scripture with Jesus, you're going along, and you get, but there's almost always a but, isn't there? And it turns, you go, oh, really? There's a but. There's always a but. In fact, in this case, it's a huge but. I probably shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> you know what? You can imagine what Carrie would be looking at me. It's good she's out there, isn't it? She'd be giving me that look. Would it be better if I said it was a big but? <laughs> we'll keep it huge, but we'll make sure it's a single T. Huge, single T, but. And it does, that's not even in the Scriptures. That's an Alanization here. But you can kind of hear Jesus saying, but. In fact, I've put it in the, in the Scripture. It's got these brackets around that says, it's not really there, but Alan put it here, okay? Here's what Jesus says in response to the young man saying, thank you. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, but. You still lack one thing. Now check this out. Sell everything you have, whoa, and give it to the poor. 
and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And when he, the young man, heard this, (laughs) he became very sad because he was very wealthy. So much for, have I got this made, right? It's that but, man. It always messes things up. You know, he'd followed all the rules, right? He'd done what he was supposed to, and Jesus commended him on that. He'd done what he was supposed to. He, don't you hate it when you follow and do what you're supposed to, and then there's more? Yeah. And the reason Jesus had to give him the butt was because of this. Basically, he's saying to this, he says, okay, you followed the commandments, you you followed the letter of the law, but are you committed? Are you fully committed? Are you operating on your economy or God's economy, the old economy or the new economy? Are you a consumer or are you a steward? And unfortunately for this young man, he was operating under the old economy. And when Jesus suggested a shift to the new economy, to God's economy, he didn't want to do that, did he? That was a little bigger price than he wanted to pay. because he had a lot of stuff. And that stuff was important to him. In his case, that stuff defined him. In that case, he couldn't let go of his stuff, or so he thought, and as a result, he was handcuffed. He thought it was his stuff. He didn't realize it was God's. He didn't realize it was all God's to start with, and and until he let go of it, he would never really fully realize who he was really or what God had in store for him until he let go. You see, isn't that interesting? When we clench our hands with our stuff, it's hard to receive what God has to give, isn't it? It's hard to receive when we're standing there like this. His stuff was an obstacle to receiving God's blessing. Unfortunately, he couldn't see that, and he couldn't let go of the obstacle. It's tough, it's tough to be committed when we're standing like this, isn't it? We've been talking about this now capital campaign for several weeks. And our focus has been on building a connection. On the one hand, building a new building where connection church can meet and do ministry and be equipped for what God has in store for us but also to build a deeper connection with God through Jesus Christ. Our hope is that as we've been talking about committing money to that building, that that each of you would be committing to this deeper relationship because that's a whole lot more important than money for a building. But this whole idea of commitment leads us to what we're here today to do. Commitment Sunday. Our hope is is that we commit today, or if you've already done an early commitment, as you recommit, 
that we're not just committing, as I said, money, but we're committing ourselves to God's work here in this community and the communities beyond. Our hope on this Commitment Sunday is that uh, we're able to shift from being consumers to, uh, of what God has given us to being stewards of what God has entrusted in our care. We hope we can shift our thinking from focusing on our economy to God's economy, from the old economy to the new economy. Our hope is that we use what God has given, not just money and possession, but everything God has given us, including who we are, including the spiritual gifts, that we realize all of it is God's and that God has entrusted us with it for kingdom use, for his work here on earth, for connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers. Our hope is, is that we commit, as we commit today, there we are committing to God all that we have for what call, God calls us to do. That as we commit today, we are committing all that we are to being who God calls us to be. We want to thank you today for faithfully and prayerfully listening to God's um, call on you and on your stuff, your money and possessions that God has entrusted you with. We want to thank you in advance for the sacrifices you'll be making over the next three years. We want to thank you in advance for helping be a part of what God has planned for here in Middletown, and the communities surrounding here. Thank you. We're going to close our service today with an opportunity to come forward and offer your commitments to God. If you brought a commitment card from home, filled out, great. If not, in your program, there should have been a commitment card in that envelope in there. Please pull that out, and there should be pens in the backs of the seats. I told the other ones to leave them so that you didn't have an excuse. If you've already made a commitment, we want you coming forward too because we want everybody coming forward today. That other card, there's like three choices. I've already committed, turn my card in, check out, or I did it online, that's what we did, we checked out, or I've not made my commitment yet, as as, uh, Stephanie said, and I'm going to continue to pray. You notice we didn't put on here, I think this is a stupid idea and I'm not going to, that wasn't an option. (laughs) You only get, and we don't want any write-in votes, you know. You only get three options there, so just pretend I'm praying, okay? And then your name. Then your name. Because we want everybody to come forward, either with a commitment or a recommitment to what you've already committed to. What we're going to do is the kids are actually coming. They've been collecting money in these little, little bank, church banks, to make their kind of a pledge to, to what we're doing here. Before they come up there, we're going to pray. I'm going to offer prayer. I'm going to start it. I'm going to just share it, let you guys pray for a couple minutes, get kind of tuned in, and we'll have the kids come up when they get done. We're going to have you come up. After you come up, we're going to give you a little bag. One <laughs> of the kids thought it was chocolate. No, it's dirt. <laughs> it's a bag of dirt from the land, just as a reminder of what God has entrusted us with and what we're going to put there. And there's a, there's a soybean pod in there. Yeah, we, you know, Murray, uh, the guy who's been with us from the beginning here, remind me, that there were soybeans when we first bought the land, and we just harvested the soybeans again off the land. 
Soybeans just to remind us of those seeds, and we're going to be planting some new seeds up there, aren't we? We're going to be planting some Jesus seeds when we get a building up there, and we have the opportunity to do some mission and ministry up there on 301. So I'll probably leave it, uh, pray, and then give it to you, and then we'll have the kids come up, and then you can come up. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Holy God, wow. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to participate in your kingdom work. Thank you for allowing us to sacrifice. Thank you for allowing us to, uh, to um, uh, just be a part of this commitment that you uh, allow us to be a part of. Thank you for letting us share in your kingdom. Please hear our prayers, Lord. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.